The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it's 205 on this uh, kind of eerie Wednesday. Hey, Jaylen Nye, it's. In the chuck. It's. <laughs> come on, Jaylen, it's hump day. And you know what else it is? Smoky out there. Hump day. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Timing is everything in this business. Hey, Andrew. That is incredible out there. If you're listening to us outside of Edmonton or Alberta, for that matter, or you just haven't gone outside yet, you would think you're standing by a fire pit. It is thick. It was uh, It was quite eerie this morning. I know. I, I slept in this morning. I didn't get out of bed till As did I. I think it's o'clock. the... I, I think the sun didn't shine on well, me. Well, it, it didn't. That was part of it. Usually you can see. I can kind of gauge what time it is. Yeah. Depending on you know how much light is coming through the uh, blackout curtains, um, but it was like oh my gosh that is really eerie out. Then kind of went downstairs and just this glow coming through the windows. But saw on social media so many other people were up much earlier, and how it looked like at five and at six o'clock mm. just that orange orange glow and yeah. just a little, little freaky. It it is freaky is the right word for it because yeah. if you're not looking directly out even if you are it's freaky but that orange glow of the sun trying to break through I mean I if I had looked out my bedroom window and seen that the missiles had flown overnight I wouldn't have been shocked I, I mean, that's what it looked like I was going to say it looks like every scene in a movie where there's been you know it's the apocalypse or something yeah, exactly. like that you know or terminators have come yeah whatever it was just uh, and then Carol got up it was like oh my god and zombies she's <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, it's really bad. So we're going to uh, we're going to address we'll talk, that. Yeah, we'll talk with Jesse Beyer here coming up at uh, just around 2:15. He'll explain what's going on. And then we'll talk um over in uh, BC, we're going to talk to the chief uh, information officer with BC Fires to find out what exactly the situation is there. It is bad. They've declared a state of emergency there for at least the next two weeks, which allows them to kind of access all equipment, all services from all levels of government. So we'll find out what uh, what's what's happening. Yeah, it's an amazing number of fires that are burning out there. It's been quite a number of years since they've had to declare a state of emergency. And I want to know exactly what that means. I know that the explanation is that when once you declare a state of emergency that you can get access to other mm-hmm. resources. I'd like to know what those resources are. I'm curious as to why they're not just readily available anyway. I mean, if, if you well, need them, you need them, It was them, the right? same thing that went through. There's just, yep. it's it's an operating, it's, it, well, they'll, they'll explain it, but it was just, yeah. it's paperwork, but it's the same thing as what happened during, you know, Fort McMurray. Yep. We have to do this to get this, to get this, to get this. And uh, once we do all of that, boom, tickety-boo, here we go. Dot the I's and cross the uh-huh. T's. Uh, before we take a break, because we want to get that out of the way a little bit early this afternoon to allow for uh, Jesse to come on the show. I uh, did want to mention this. I be, The entire Edmonton LRT system Mm. is going to be shut down on Saturday for what looks to be five hours, 5 a.m. Well, no, that's more, eight hours, 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. They're going to shut it all down. So that's all LRTs, all trains. Uh Now, the city's going to replace them with buses. They're going to have information officers on the platforms to direct people to where they need to go to catch the bus. And the buses will say uh, LRT replacement or something like that. Yeah, it's for signaling testing. But it's the it's the craziest thing in my mind. Well, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say that. Why is that? I understand the need to signal test. And I get that a weekend makes more sense than mm-hmm. a weekday. But I would have gone with a Sunday on this, given that the Edmonton Eskimos are playing on Saturday, and given that the city's never done anything on time in their lives. So if yeah. at 1 o'clock it's not ready to go again, as people start in the afternoon, late afternoon, start making their way to Commonwealth. Yeah, Eskimos game's not till 7. 
You know, that's, I'm sure somebody threw that out at the table meeting as well. <laughs> the Eskimos game. But, you know, seven is, you don't go at seven. You go at, you know, no. five, four. That's only three hours from the time they say they'll flip the switch and put the trains back on the tracks again. They better be on time. Well, if not, there's the bus service. Remember that I'm the first person to say rides. they better be on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of other ways to do it. But, you know, as much as the city hopes to get that information out there, as much as we try and help them mm-hmm. get that information out there, there's going to be those individuals who don't hear about it, yeah. don't know about it, and suddenly discover that the LRTs aren't running. Yeah, they actually say that the city says service to the Eskimos game against the Alouettes is not expected to be affected at this time. <laughs> yeah, see, that scares me. That scares me a little bit. Sunday would have been a better day. I'm sure there's some double overtime involved in doing it on a Sunday, but there probably is I'm on sure a Saturday as well. I'm sure there's on Saturday as well. As well so. But, hey, you know what? Get it done. Get the signals done, right? It's, it's always kind of bizarre. And, you know, what? if you're in your vehicle right now and you're stuck in LRT crossing, there's some of them that seem to be schizophrenic. There, there, there's some of them that just, you know, one day is like... Okay, I'm going to work perfect. We're going to do this. I'm going to keep you there for one train. And then the next day, it's you're sitting there for, f- I count by songs. Have you ever, Sit yeah. through four songs. Have you ever wanted to, uh, you know, rent a van? And uh, say a 15-passenger van. First off, I've never wanted to rent a van, but go ahead. And and then throw all the city councilors in the back and just uh, and the mayor and take drive. them for a drive, because and it's not their fault. I mean, I, I don't want to point the finger here accusingly, but sometimes. You know, you try and stay on top of all the issues, but unless you actually live in the city, use the services regularly, and know exactly how it works, mm-hmm. sometimes a, an overall plan is not as good as a you know a specific experience. So last night I went to get the phone. I had got my phone fixed. I cracked it the other day, but I wanted to get that glass, that tempered glass put on it, and the place didn't have it two nights ago. So I went back last <laughs> night and got it done, right? Well, that left me between White Mud and uh, Anthony Henday, so I sort of cut across, what, 34th, right? Well, I get to 100 and, is that 111th, where the LRT runs up and down? Well, I was there for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. The thing, the gates go up, the gates go down, the gates go up, the gates go down. So one of the worst spots that I have, that I have found is coming off the white mud. So if you're doing white mud uh, eastbound coming up to 111th and that's 106th, you can get trapped there for yeah. I'm going to count, again, four songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can be there, and it just goes back and forth. It's and back the same and forth, as coming up off forth. of uh, White Mud to turn left to go to Southgate. That light is stuck on red forever. It's that one series of intersections so right, right in around there. Southgate it's right that's in there. a it's real exactly problem. exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. And it's not getting any better. Maybe we should elevate the roads. If they won't elevate the LRTs... How about we elevate the vehicles? Exactly. Let's put the roads a mile in the sky. Hi, Linda. Uh, hi there. I just love your expression of, of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it with this LRG system. Mm. Uh, My comment is, like yours, these planners are planning that they're going to be done by whatever time on Saturday, but their track record for their planning and their actuality does not seem to be really good. (laughs) And... Last week, they had the big news story about how they've laid some of the track along uh, 66th Street there for the Valley Line. Yeah. Okay, so they laid track on that block. The intersection to the exact north of that, that's one block of track they laid. The intersection, there's no uh, rail going across. There's no 
um, crossing. The rail lines aren't joined yet. Okay. There's a big elevation difference between one side of 34th Avenue and the other side. Don't know what they're going to do with that. <laughs> you go up the hill along 66, so that's... That's right, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, you can see, is kind of sort of done. But you get to the top of the hill, and they're jackhammering the top off the rail lines. So what have they done there? The yeah, that one there. We and a half. They're jackhammering off the top. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, we we asked that same question last week, and the city had said that there was some issues with it that they had not done it correctly the first time, and they were repairing it. That it would not. Uh, delay the completion date and it would not add to the cost but the question needs to be asked how did the mistake get made though yeah, that's that's the question i'm asking right now there's a mistake there. oh you're asking the wrong what people yeah it was a mistake <laughs> where it crosses 34th yep because i'm telling you right now if you have a look there's a mistake and yeah, we started hearing mistake about mistake that a couple right of weeks there. ago. We started hearing about that, and we put an inquiry out. Then we had uh, Ward 3 Councillor Zadik on the show, and we asked him that specifically, uh, and we're told that, yeah, there was a mistake made, but it's being oh, corrected. Uh-huh. And then they tell us it's not going to change the cost. Well, I kind of think that when you are paying $134,000 per meter, for this valley line. You should probably get it right. You should maybe get it right the first time. <laughs> for because sure. Because as a P3, somebody is going to pay for it. Well, Linda, you think they did learn that lesson along the way here, and they still haven't, have they? This Thanks. city hasn't. No. They always take... Thanks for the call, Linda. Appreciate it, but isn't it? We've seen it. We've seen challenges all the way through. Well, that's why I say, you know, on a game day, you're testing LRT signaling systems. It's. uh, I think testing signaling systems. I think they'll be able to. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I admire your confidence. Yeah. I'll be watching my football game from <laughs> from my living room anyway. Okay, it's uh, 2.15 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Let's take a quick break here. When we come back, Jesse Beyer fills us in what's happening with all this uh, smoky weather. Two nineteen, as we were talking about off the top of the show, and certainly you've noticed throughout the day, if you take a look at the, out the window right now, smoke covering the region. Chief Meteorologist Jesse Beyer at Global Television joining us this afternoon. Hey, Jesse, you said it was going to happen, and it happened, but boy, oh boy, was a little bit of a shocker this morning, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, the sun was uh, quite orange and yellow, and people were comparing the skyline with the smokiness to a filter off of Snapchat or Instagram, (laughs) whatever the kids are using these days. So yeah, it's settled in. 10 plus for uh, air quality health index is the expected number that we'll be dealing to uh, or dealing with for today, tonight, tomorrow, and then possibly seeing some relief by Friday, but that's really banking on the fact that we get a few scattered showers in the area to kind of dampen that particulate matter, and uh, that's still a slim chance at best as of right now. Okay, so I wanted to specifically kind of explore that with you. Um, Is that what it takes to get rid of the smoke, is precipitation? That's something that can help. I mean, when you start having rain falling through these layers and, and starting to kind of absorb some of that particulate matter within some of the raindrops, I mean, it won't take it away completely. It may also draw in some fresher air as the the rain particles are falling. You get what's called entrainment, and that can actually draw in uh, fresher air from above. But the 
problem is, is that the smoke isn't just at the surface, it's in some of the, the mid and upper layers as well. So that could draw down a little bit of that particulate matter as well. But then you also have some of that particulate being absorbed into at least some of the raindrops and then as they fall down to the surface at least it gets it out of the air um i mean that's the only relief that we have right now other than a big change in wind direction and then again drawing in some some fresh air from at least somewhere in the atmosphere but the problem is if we get a southeast wind we still have smoke southeast of the city if we get a north wind there's still smoke there so Mm. that's kind of the issue right now is as it's it's coming in initially you know you can have that wind shift if you know the air is a little more clear towards the south and you get that south wind, it may keep some of that smoke at bay. But as of right now, I mean, pretty much all of the province hmm. is dealing with uh, this smoke as that special weather statement is in place for poor air quality for every single region in Alberta. So it doesn't really matter where the surface wind comes from. Uh, we're still dealing with that smoke. So this is something that isn't going to go away overnight. I mean, there is the chance of showers tonight, which, which could help out in the air quality somewhat. But, but any relief we get from that rain, it, it'll just fill back in. So that's why that, mm. that rating is staying close to a 10 to a 10 plus for at least the next 24 hours. Uh, we could get some better quality, as mentioned, on, on Friday with that chance of scattered showers. But then with the wind, not only at the surface, but also the mid and upper layers, all westerly, you get what's, what's called a zonal flow in the jet stream, which when you have meridional flow, it's from north to south. And that's when you get big swings in temperatures and air masses. When you have the zonal flow, everything's kind of more consistent because you have that west to east flow for us, and that's pretty much what's drawing in all this smoke, not only for, again, at the surface, but 1,500 meters off the ground. The wind speed in that direction close to the west to northwest. You get up to about 5,000 meters. That is a westerly flow. And then you get up into the 14 to 15 kilometer an hour range, which is where you have your major jet, your North America jet, and that's even from the west with that flow. So there's really everything promoting the movement of smoke from the west towards the east over top of the Rocky Mountains. So, I mean, we could be sticking with this for for more than just a few days. And it could be on and off for the next few weeks, depending on how this situation unfolds in in B.C. right now. And that's the big issue. The best way to to choke off that smoke is to physically put out the fires, which I don't think that's happening anytime soon. So we're always going to have this origin and these smoke blooms originating from the B.C. interior and and just the way our atmosphere is set up in in Western Canada and, and just the way the globe works, we always have a dominant west to east flow with the jet stream so and that's what's what's carrying this all along the difference is when you start getting the lower levels you know not giving that westerly flow but even right now it doesn't matter even if you get a surface wind straight from the east there's already smoke there that'll just get drawn back in Hmm. okay so i'm curious uh to know if it also affects the uv index uh i know you've said it affects temperature uh, certainly, it affects air quality. What does it affect the UV index? I mean, do people under the smoke still have to put on sunscreen? There's still UVA, UVB, and UVC, right? So, I mean, a lot of that is going to go through. It, it doesn't matter. There's a reason why you still get a suntan when it when it's a cloudy day because you still have some of those UV rays breaking through that particulate matter, whether it's condensed water in a cloud or smoke or whatever is in the atmosphere. I mean, it cuts down on the temperature. I mean, we get a, a, some extra scattering and actually have some of the sun's rays dampen. That's why our temperature today is likely a little bit cooler than yesterday due to this layer of smoke. I mean, it, it still is going to allow the, the heaviest and, and the harshest of the sun rays. They're, they're going to pass through pretty much anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you still have to be worried about it. I think the UV index today is still expected to be a 7 or an 8, <laughs> if I remember correctly, from this morning. So it's not something that just completely goes hmm. away, but it definitely... Uh, not only scatters the the sun's rays as far as the the um, 
the impact that it would have on the surface as far as heating power, the incoming solar radiation, but it also bends those light beams. So that's why everyone today was saying, you know, why is the sun so red? And, it, and it's the same thing as we have a blue sky because the sun's rays are scattered into the spectrum of light of the visible color of, of blue hues. So when we have this longer bending of the light, that's why at, at sunrise and sunset you typically have you know more of those red hues. And because of the scattering of the smoke, that's why the sun looks red through it because it's just you're seeing the red of the visible spectrum of light instead of that that blue that we usually see so hopefully that answers the question because that's what i've been getting all day why is the sun red why is it (laughs) it it makes for some if nothing else it makes for some really neat pictures like it's (laughs) yeah and i'd like to i'd like to clear it up now quit asking me if zombies are coming this is (laughs) uh, everyone saying either oh is there zombies in the forecast the apocalypse uh, I wanted to ask about this, too. I'm sure, knowing uh, how much you enjoy comedy, that you watch Spinal Tap, right? I've never even heard of it. Spinal Tap, the movie? Come on. I, I'm not, I'm not holding back. I'm not, I don't, I've never heard of it. Okay, well, then I'll set it up for you. There's a scene in Spinal Tap where they're interviewing one of the musicians, and, and he's talking about his uh, one a piece of his equipment, like an amp, and uh, he's got an 11 on the amp. And they ask him, you know, well, so don't amps only go to 10? He's like, yeah, that's why I got this one, you know, goes to 11, which is one better than 10. So I have to ask, how can we have a scale of 1 to 10 for air quality? We're at 10, but it's going to get worse. Do we need a new scale? I mean, I've seen it come back as 1819. I mean, that was due to a a spider that got into an air quality uh, (laughs) sensor. But I mean, yeah, 10 plus, I mean, at some point, it's like hurricane scales, right? Like we go category uh, one to five on the Sapphire Simpson scale. But I mean, y- y- there's a cutoff, right? Once once you're past a certain PPM uh, parts per million of smoke, it doesn't really yeah. matter if it's a 10, 11, 12, 13. Right. If once it hits there, I mean, like, well, you know, you, you could, you there's a cutoff that, you know, with many things that are just like anything above this number, we're just going to rate as, a five. Well, Jesse, I remember during the Fort McMurray fires, I mean, that number was was sky high. Yeah. If I remember, there was like 30 yeah. or 40 a couple days. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, we usually go that one to 10, and then it goes to a 10 plus. It's like anything after this number, I mean, like, it, it, how, how much worse? <laughs> like, yeah. how many more parts per million of, of particulate matter can we get into the atmosphere where it's kind of like, you know, is a, is a 10, obviously a 15 is worse than a 10, but at, at 10 plus. I mean, so like that's bad. that is, yeah. is, is we're going to rate it. So I was, I was telling. Go question ahead. For me, that, that's an Environment Canada question. I mean, they have all the sensors and they have um, all, all their scales. Where I'm kind of just relaying what's being read. What I can forecast for you is just you know how long this is, is going to stick around based on on my opinion. And I, I mean, yeah, like it's not going away anytime soon. I know there's a big marathon on Sunday. Everyone's saying, is it going to be you know is it going to be around by then? I mean, in that span, it, we could have it. As bad as this improve and then get bad again. I mean, in four days, there's a lot can move and a lot can change. So mm. uh, we're keeping a very close eye on it at, at Global and the Weather Center. And I'm sure everyone here, especially uh, with any type of cardiovascular ailment. I mean, this is this is hard for someone with strenuous activity if they have a healthy lung and heart, let alone yeah. someone who, who may be dealing with something else. So this is one of those times where, I mean, it's become white noise to a few people saying, oh, another day with poor air quality. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... This is bad, and because we've had it so recently in succession, a lot of people haven't really got over the, the initial 10-plus that we had at the end of last week, and now we're already back into it, so I'm sure there's a lot of people stressed out and a lot of stressed-out bodies right now. So, I mean, just keep that in mind. Avoid your strenuous activity through the any portion of the day uh, outside right now, especially, 
even for healthy people. I mean, skip that jog today. You don't. That's what to I did. And, <laughs> yeah. We have another excuse, <laughs> yeah, There you go. Good yeah, to we go. Had poor air quality for ten years, Andrew. I mean, yeah, absolutely, Jesse. The most shocking thing you said, according to our listeners, is that you've never seen Spinal Tap. So you, over the weekend, keep an eye on air quality and uh, and watch Spinal Tap. This is where our society has gotten. Jesse, and everyone's concerned about whether it's spinal. I've never seen. I've never seen Spinal Tap oh, well, either, Jesse. So, yeah. Jesse, have a good one. We'll talk to you in a couple hours. Okay. Okay. Talk to you. All next. right. Thanks. Two twenty-nine. When we come back, we'll dial up the BC Wildfire Service Chief Fire Information Officer Kevin Skrepnik right after this. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.